Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Question is who saw that contract and was in the rush to mm. ensure that Stellantis would remain in Ontario. And then the other question is, what about Volkswagen? Are they also allowed to bring in a temporary foreign workers or is that all to be drawn from the domestic labor market? Good question. That is Colin DeMello of our global uh, news team breaking the story this morning about this joint adve- uh, adventure. It's not an adventure. Venture. With uh, Stellantis and LG Energy Solutions, this is a part of the deal that we paid $15 billion in subsidies to. And now we learn that as many as 1,600 temporary workers from South Korea could be taking the jobs. And you got to go back to when these deals were signed. You know, the talking points were from both Trudeau and the Ford camp that this would, you know, hire 2,500 local jobs. It would ensure the market's stable. It would ensure that we'd have a place in the market for this once-in-a-lifetime, you know, a generational deal. And to find out that we're now giving these jobs to foreigners is, I think, not just shocking. I would think it's wrong. Like, where are the unions? Like, do they know about this? Are you telling me that there's not one local person that can take this job? It's very puzzling. Let's talk to Brian Massey. He is a NDP MP for Windsor West, critic of uh, in- innovation, science, and industry. Boy, oh boy, Brian, I appreciate you joining us. You do have a lot to critique on this one. Thanks. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's, it's nothing short of shocking. I mean, as New Democrats, we've been calling for a national auto policy for a long time. And what that means is actually having uh, full accountability and transparency of the deals that you make that are investments. Um, but also, too, they relate back to the hours of work um, Ontarians or Canadians uh, get for these types of investments and also the technology uh, and innovation that we would get from them as well, too. So this is nothing short of shocking. And what's really disturbing here is that we've had a year and a half to mm-hmm. deal with this, mm-hmm. and now we're faced with this um, at our doorstep, and it simply has to be uh, changed. Yeah, and I'll call you Mr. Massey. I'm like talking to you like you're my buddy. Um, here's the problem, and there are many that I'm seeing here, is that this was done very quietly. Um, how many more are there? To call in DeMello's point, like is, is Volkswagen going to be doing this? But at what point did you start to hear the chatter of this, that, that this was needed? Because we've always been told that this is great for local work, this is, and that would be great for local work, but we are subsidizing jobs, and these are not small subsidies. It's like $6 million per job. So I think it doesn't sit well with Canadians, certainly shouldn't yeah, sit yeah. any well, well in Windsor that we've got other people coming in. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it was last week that I found out. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, they, they, they've had the announcements and they've talked about the jobs and the numbers and the employment, and there was never any indication of this. Uh, the province of Ontario is really disturbing in this as well, too, because they should be there in terms of helping train employees and uh, do the skill set redevelopment if there was a necessary um, shortage. I'm not convinced there still is. I mean, Ontario has a history of actually transitioning workers and 
into different uh, sets of assembly, manufacturing, and so forth, and technology. Mm-hmm. And we also have a history of, uh, you know, um, of, of sharing and training uh, other workers in other places, but not taking jobs. And and this is what it comes down to. Um, there, there, there's no doubt that the you know the conservatives provincially and the, the federal liberals, I mean, need to come to grips here of releasing all the details uh, and information to build public confidence. Uh, and then also to make sure we have guarantees of the hours of employment that we're going to get for the billions of dollars that we're investing. I think that's the reasonable approach to these things. Is there would be some value added yeah. uh, to this, and 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 it's, it's disappointing because uh, this is supposed to be a good thing, uh, and now we're 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 shuttling around, um, I guess, the information, and hopefully we're going to try to find some solutions at the end of the day because I, to me, it's about saving jobs. Yeah, and, and and to me, I think it's about you know be honest with with Canadians of, of where this is coming. But can you explain to me if this is part of the temporary foreign workers program or is this outside of that? How does this work? And are there any provisions in? Because I can't imagine the unions are happy um, if they're yeah. not union jobs. I mean, I, I get they'll get their dues at some point, but I mean, this can cause a lot of problems. Um, and so, what do you know as to to what where these workers fit in? Yeah, so the uh, the unions are concerned about this, and I know um, uh, they're they're approaching this Unifor in a way uh, to try to you know get to the bottom of you know what type of workers are they even you know raising that need these experiences. But if what happens is that the the uh, the company puts in for an application to the federal government for certain skill sets if they can't be met by the local um, labor force, uh, and then they um, uh, if if they can prove that then they're granted those workers um, that's been done in agriculture done some yeah, different yeah, yeah. things and there's already a few that have been done here so that's the, the path that they have to go forward but what I'm saying is we've been a year and a half after the victory laps and the you know the you know the, the thumping of the of the of the, the deal has been done and we could have been training workers and and you think you're in a partnership with 16 billion dollars of public money on the line if, if there was a hole anywhere in our you know capability of our workers, which again, I'm not fully convinced there is. But if there was, then why weren't we training them that yeah. in that last year and a half? Those are actually good jobs to train people too. It, it would have been a, a boom in terms of skill sets for for manufacturing for the future. So it makes no sense. It's frustrating on both sides that we're here, and then second of all, that we might have missed an opportunity to actually train our own workers. I mean, now we have municipal people looking for you know places for people to live that would come in to work these jobs during a housing crisis. Yeah. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But again, we get these deals, we get the headlines. It was supposed to be, you know, $37 billion in, in, you know, subsidies for, you know, electric uh, factories. Now it's up to $50 billion, and then we find out these workers coming in. This is not what we were sold. And so I think it's a, a tough pill to swallow on this. But again, um, you know, we, we pay out the money, and then we find out after the fact that none of the deals ever add up. And it's not just this deal, it's lots of these deals. And so I guess we, we're in a waiting pattern, Correct. That's true, and and there has been the parliamentary budget officer that's been out there, and, and look, I mean, you know, the, with the United States with the Inflation Reduction Act, they're they're out there aggressively putting massive subsidies uh, to industry that we have to have a response to, uh, but that doesn't mean we 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 don't have to be like, you know, we hiding the information from Canadians. Yeah. Canadians are smart and Ontarians, um, and they should know about their investments, and that's a fair thing, and that's what we've been calling for as New Democrats is a national auto policy that actually has those things measured out. So people can really judge them on the surface and they can see them and they don't feel awkward or upset or don't feel undermined like this current situation is because we, we, we are a changing economy and, and we have to compete with our friends in the United States. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a serious matter. But at the same time, we have to respect taxpayers here and respecting taxpayers means sharing information. And that's why the provincial and the federal government need to come through 
right now with a full, you know, disclosure of, of everything in the deal and whether they actually included, you know, this gaping hole um, uh, to allow foreign workers instead of Ontario workers. And, and that, that's, that's, that's an obvious thing that we should be having. Having. It should be. But again, uh, transparency is not a, a strong point anymore, nor is accountability oh. in politics. Um, I appreciate your time on this. We'll see if we can get some answers. Thank you for your time, too, as well. Have Thank a good you. day. That's uh, Brian Massey joining us, NDP MP for Windsor West. So this will be uh, something asked about. But yeah, we darn well have every right to know where this money is going.